This is the Village Kids Podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make kid disciples who go, grow, and overcome. Okay, so this morning, I figured it would be really good for us to talk about parents and about what good parents look like. Now, I have a question for everyone. Is every parent perfect? No. Oh, you guys know that. I have a question for you. Is every kid perfect? No. no. Oh, we know that good. That's good. So not every parent is perfect, and not every kid is perfect, but one of the things that we're going to talk about, I want to hear you guys tell me, is what are some good qualities in parents? What are some good characteristics of parents? The things that we like, the things that show us when our parents are good, when they're treating us well, when they're caring, all of this stuff, what does it look like to have a good parent? So I want to hear some examples. Uh, yeah, Julian. Does things for us. That's cares for us, does things for us. Okay, good. Cares, does good for us. Okay, good. Um, yeah, is it Lizzie? Lizzie. That our parents help us? Good parents help us? Yeah, that's really good. Good parents help us. Excellent. Avery. They protect us. Oh, I love that one. Good parents protect us. Right? So they give us, uh, they do a lot of things for us, but they, they keep us safe, right? Uh, Braylon. Protect us, uh-huh. They feed us. Oh, that's important. Everybody, everybody loves food, right? Yeah, we all love food. Being fed is important. Okay, so our parents feed us. That's good. Lizzie. They love us. Oh, that's so good. Our, our parents tell us they love us. They show us that they love us. That's really, really good cost us. They drive us every week to church. Oh, yes. Our good, par- good parents take us to church. Yes, that's good. That's good. Take us to church. Okay. Uh, Maddie. Huh? They want what's best for you. Okay, they want the best for you, Cora. They help us with homework. Oh, that's amazing. I had a lot of help from my parents with my homework. Homework help. All right, I need two more. Who's going to give me my two more here? Uh, Tony. They make us watch TV. They make you watch TV. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. I'm not going to write that one, Tony. I'm not. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Lily. Help you fall asleep. That's really good. Help you fall asleep. Okay, and then, Elias, you have your hand up. What's up? You're my last one. They raise us. They help us grow, right? So that's more than just like 
we physically get bigger, right? But we grow as people. We learn things. We understand things better. We know what right and wrong is, right? Elias, do your parents tell you what right and wrong is? Yeah, that's good. So we learn, so we grow as people. That's really good. And that, that was my last one, but Braylon, you have your hand up, and so you've got one, just one more, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Your parents do not make you watch TV. I thank you for clarifying. I'm sure your parents appreciate that too. That's very good. That's all the examples that we have for right now. That's all the examples we have for right now. So guys, it's Mother's Day, right? Like we have lots of things to thank our moms for, both of our parents, right? But especially our moms today, because today's Mother's Day. So remember this list as we're going through that. But the other thing I want us to remember this list for is because we're going to talk about what it means that God is our Father. See, we talked about this uh, when Paul, he's writing uh, a letter called Romans. Now, who was Paul writing to? Maddie. He was writing to the Romans. That's very good, Maddie. I appreciate your insight there. So, So Paul was writing a letter to the Romans. And this is what was going on. He was planning on making a visit. He was getting ready to go see them, but he wanted to clarify a few things first. He, w- he wanted to, uh, to, to take care of two things with his letter. The first thing that he wanted to take care of was he wanted to make sure that the, the Romans, that they believed the right things about Jesus. And then the next thing that he wanted to do is he wanted to help them remember how they should live. And so in telling them how they should live and, and what this looks like, he wrote to them about this. He wrote to them about how when we trust in Jesus, God gives us the Holy Spirit and makes us his children. When we trust in Jesus, God gives us the Holy Spirit and makes us his children. So this is actually what Paul wrote. He says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. We'll come back to that later. He said, but you have received the spirit of Adoption. It means that at one time we weren't God's kids, but God made us his kids by giving us his spirit, the spirit of adoption. God adopted us as sons or as children by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now, who knows what Abba means? Anybody? Abba. Um, Abba. Abba. No, Abba. That's what it says right there. Colton, what does Abba mean? It means dad. It's just, that's simply what it means. It's just, so like how many of you call your dad father? Or you go around the house saying, father, I would like you to do, the, to do this for me. Or father, I would like you to do that for me. Does anybody say that in here? No. No. No, what do you say? You call him dad, right? Everybody, you say dad. Or daddy. Some people say daddy, right? And this is like, this is just, so we're not like distant from our dads, right? We're really close to them. We call them dad. We have a, a closer name to him. And this is what, uh, Paul is saying here, he says, when God adopts us, we're not just calling God some distant father, but we're actually really close to him. We call him dad. We call uh, God dad. Okay, so this is, we're God's children, and this truth, this reality that we are God's children, that we can call him dad. He is our father who cares for us like our parents do. This changes everything about us. Braylon. Yeah, it is a different language. That's really, really good. It is, uh, it's Hebrew for, um, for dad or for father. It's a very like uh, common way of saying that. Jeslin. It's just like Hebrew in the Bible. Yes, that's exactly right. It's just like Hebrew in the Bible. 
Okay, so what does this mean? Well, uh, the Holy Spirit, he gives us power. So when the Holy Spirit comes into us, he makes us God's children. He gives us power to say no to sin and to live in a way that pleases our Father. So then when the Holy Spirit comes, when we place our trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us, then uh, God becomes like a loving Father to us. And so kind of the things that our parents do for us, that we, this list that we made, God kind of takes care of us in some of these ways too. He cares for us, doesn't he? Uh, 2 Corinthians, uh, in the beginning of the book, it says that God is a father of mercies, a God of all comfort, that when we're broken and we're hurting, that God is there to comfort us, to care for us, to show us that he loves us. He's there to help us. He wants what's best for us. God becomes like this father to us. Yeah, Lizzie. And then she didn't crash. That's, that's really an amazing way that you can see God's protection. God protected your sister in that moment. And that's really, really cool to hear. Okay, so there's something else that we have to talk about and something that I want to clarify. So how many of you think that when I say children of God, that everybody in the world is in some way a child of God? Does everybody? Yeah, everybody's kind of like, a child of God in some way, right? So uh, we have to talk about what we mean by that because people talk about, oh yeah, we're all God's children, but we have to talk about what that means. So I have a little key up here. These little dots represent people and I'm gonna make these people kind of all over the place because there are people who are just all over the world and all of these dots, they show us people who are made by God. Say that, made by God. Made by God. Very good. So these are people who are made by God. They think of God as their maker. God, and so in that way, if somebody makes something, we could say that they're in some way the father of that thing that they have made. Uh, so, so there might be a lot of people who might think of God as their father. But then the Bible tells us something special about people who trust in Jesus. Something special about people who trust in Jesus, that those people who trust in Jesus, when they place their faith in Jesus, they become something called a child of God. They become children of God. So when they place their trust, they don't just know God as their maker, somebody who made them, but they know God as their dad. They know him really close. They have a relationship with him as their dad. Now, here's the difference. The Bible says that we all have a problem called sin, and we all know about this problem, but something that the Bible says about this problem called sin is that it makes us enemies of God, that our sin makes us enemies of God, that when we do things that uh, aren't good, that God doesn't want us to do, that we are saying to God that we don't care about him and we're making ourselves enemies of God. But then when we place our trust in Jesus, something special happens, where God moves us from being his enemies to being his children, where we're actually able to say to God, we're actually able to call God our dad. 
So uh, I want to walk through this verse up here because this is, this is really amazing what this verse talks about. So he says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. I have a question for you. If I am an enemy of God, I need everybody to listen up. If I am an enemy of God, should I fear God? If I am an enemy of God, should I fear God? Should I be afraid of God? No. Really? That's interesting. The Bible says a lot of things. Oh, what happened there? It disappeared. If I am an enemy of God, if I am an enemy of God, if my sin has made me an enemy of God, I should be. I should be afraid of God. Did you, know, did you guys know that that's what the Bible says? The Bible says that God does not like sin. And so God, our sin makes us enemies of God. And that means that we should be afraid of God, but, and that but is really, really important. We'll come back to it, but I'll, I'll tell you what the verse says. This is Romans 8, 15. You do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Now, if we're enemies of God, we should be afraid of God, but you have received the spirit of adoption as children, which means while we should, maybe should have been afraid of God, when we place our trust in Jesus, when we believe in Jesus, it says that we don't have to be afraid of God any longer, that we get to call God our dad, our father. We get to be really, really close to him. Okay, so Let's talk, let's talk about what this would look like, because I have, I have a bunch of questions. So uh, what are some, some characteristics? If we know God as our dad, how does God care for us? Let's talk about some ways that God cares for us. Maddie. He teaches us. He talks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his word, through the Bible. That's good. He teaches us things. All right, who else? How does, God, how does God speak to us as Father? What does he do for us? How does he show us that he cares for us? Colton. Um, when you fall down and get hurt, he heals you. He heals you. Okay, so God provides people around us who can help heal us. He provides doctors, but he can also, mirac- God has miraculously healed people in my life. Did you guys know that God can heal people? So that's one way that he cares for people is through healing. How else do we, what, what is it like to have a relationship with God? What do we, what does God do for us? How does God care for us? Um, Elliot. That's good. Okay, so he gives us parents who care for us. How else does God show us that he loves us? Lizzie. Yes, that's good. He makes things to help us heal. That's really good. Maddie. He loves you no matter what. So when we trust in Jesus, God loves us unconditionally. He loves us no matter what. <coughs> I have a question for you. Does God forgive us? Yes. Yes. Guys, that's big. 
That's big. Because before, when it said that we were enemies of God, that's not something that God does. That's not something that anybody does for their enemies, right? But it says that when we trust in Jesus, it says that while we were still enemies, Jesus died for us so that we could be forgiven. Everybody who places their trust in Jesus can be forgiven. That's what it's like to have God as our Father. We can be forgiven. Uh, does anybody pray to God? Yeah, we pray, right? We have a God who listens to us, who cares about what we have to say. The, your parents care about what you have to say, right? And in the same way, we have a Father who listens to our prayers. Guys, this is, these are just amazing realities of the ways that God cares for us. He forgives us. He gives us grace. He listens to our prayers. He speaks to us through his word. And all of this is because when we place our trust in Jesus, he gives us his Holy Spirit who adopts us, makes us his kids. Now, this happens. How does it work? Why does it work like this? Well, God sent his only son, Jesus. His only son, Jesus, who was perfect. Now, remember, we all have sin, right? And our sin makes us enemies of God. But Jesus had no sin. Jesus was perfect. And he sent Jesus. Jesus died on the cross, a death that we deserve to die for our sins. Jesus died that death for us. So that when we trust in him, God sees Jesus as a sacrifice and he forgives our sins. And we can know what it's like to have God as our dad. We can know what it's like to have God love us truly like any parent, like our moms and our dads love us. So I think these are just some of the amazing ways that God cares for us, that God shows us his love for us. So this is what I'm going to do. We're going to play the Bible story video, and then we will pray and do the blessing jar. Heavenly Father, I am thankful that so many people are able to call you Father because they've placed their trust in you. Or they've placed their trust in Jesus who died for them, who gave his life and who rose from the grave. And so, Lord, I just pray for every person in this room that, uh, that if they've not placed their trust in Jesus, Lord, that they would do that, Lord, so that they can know what it's like to have a caring, loving, gracious Father who will always love them, who will always be there for them no matter what. Lord, I thank you that we can take these truths for ourselves, that we can take these promises for us, and Lord, that we can know what it's like to have you near us, to have you care for us. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.